Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Replacement Rep School, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you we're this learning, evening? We're learning a lot about pass interference calls and how, how to count timeouts here. <laughs> now, to me, the only interesting penalty is, is the horse collar. That's still my favorite penalty, but I don't think you see enough horse collars in the NFL, but that's well, I, I think that's what they're going for. They don't they don't want to see them. <laughs> well, they're fun, though, to watch. I mean, I'm sure they don't feel good, but, you know, I, I think anybody that's drama. strong enough to pull that off should be rewarded, not penalized. I mean, DeMarcus Ware made a whole career out of it. Well, that's true. But, yeah, <laughs> of course, you did have to bring your Cowboys into the opening uh, segment, but uh, yeah. anyway... I don't get to gloat very often, especially when it comes to Cowboys and Giants, so I'm going to soak up every moment of this. Thank you. Okay, moving right along in this week's show, why don't don't you tell everybody uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight and how we're uh, changing the format a little bit. Tonight, uh, we are going to be looking at all of the Week 2 matchups, all 16 games, and analyzing each team who you should start, who you should sit, and we're going to be taking a look at some waiver wire pickup suggestions here at the top of the show versus my laundry list of injuries, which you normally get. We'll try to work injuries in throughout when we talk about the the teams, but early in the season we figure everyone's team probably can use a little boost, so we're here to help with that. We will be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday. Last week was a one-time deal on Tuesday No games on Wednesday the rest of the way, so we'll be here with you. You can get a hold of us throughout the show any number of ways. If you want to have questions answered, you just want to say hi, talk football, whatever you want, we're around. Um, Obviously, you can listen to us, and if you're online listening to us, you can be a part of our chat room, which is open this week, or you can give us a a call at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. You can also email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. That's the number 4thninchesshow. You can also find us throughout the week at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There's a great blog and all kinds of awesome rankings there and the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook. And, of course, Scott and I are both on Twitter as well. Enough ways to get a hold of us? Smoke signals, maybe? <laughs> I'm, I'm still a carrier pigeon, but I guess I'm dating myself when I suggest them. So, mm-hmm. but Tough times. Yes. So, should we get into some of the waiver wire um, pickups that we were looking at this week, Jana? I think so. Uh, right. yeah, there, there are definitely some, some interesting names out there. It was the first couple of weeks always are a little hit or miss fantasy-wise. You're not sure which receivers are going to go well with rookie quarterbacks and things like that. So you want to yeah. start us off, Scott? Yeah, sure. And obviously don't go crazy doing anything like you know, uh, dropping Eli Manning or or, um, or... or Chris Johnson because Peyton Manning had more rush yards than he did. Not that I'm right, worried about it exactly, or anything. Exactly, right. Yeah, or <laughs> D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, don't, don't go doing silly things like that. Don't go picking up you know, <laughs> yeah. Mark Sanchez and dropping you know, Drew Brees or anything like that. But um, a couple guys... It, it that, is only one week. <laughs> it is only one week. But a couple guys that um, 
caught my eye a little bit that are still on the waiver wires. Quarterback-wise, Sam Bradford and Josh Freeman are two guys that are still widely available. And before you rush out and, you know, get too excited about Mark Sanchez or playing Gabbert, you know, um, Bradford and Freeman are, are both guys that I, you know, like quite a bit. How about you, Jana? What do you think of them, or do you have any other names to Josh throw Freeman on the pile? was – was absolutely on my list. I think this is going to be a great year for him, and his team's a whole lot more functional than Jacksonville is. Um, I also, Kevin Cobb out in Arizona, John Skelton sprained his ankle, not really sure what it's going to be like for this week, but Kevin Cobb didn't look too shabby when he came in. Um, oh. And if, I, if I'm if i in a deeper league or a dynasty league, I'm going to pick up Nick Foles from the Eagles. Michael Vick was atrocious this week against a – not so elite defense of the Cleveland Browns, and if that trend continues, which I don't necessarily think it will, but Nick Foles is a nice little safety net to have on your bench. I think Foles will play at some point this season, but I don't think it's going to be because be if, because Michael. If you're an Eagles fan, Vick you certainly thing. should be hoping he does. <laughs> well, I think he'll play at some point, but just because I don't have any faith in Michael Vick's ability to stay healthy for a 16 game season anymore, no, but we'll see. No I mean the. The Philly papers on Monday, you know, you would think Armageddon was upon us the way they were talking I would have, about. I would have put, if I were Andy Reid, I would have put Nick Foles in for that second half without a doubt. But, I mean, uh, obviously I'm not Andy Reid, and I thank myself every day for that. But. Yeah, yeah, you, you'd probably have diabetes and all sorts of other problems too then. But uh, mm-hmm. I, we'll see. So how about running backs? Um, a couple of guys that caught my eye this week. Well, obviously, Alfred Morris was the first one off the waiver wire in leagues that have already had their uh, waiver wire pickups. But if you're in a league that only does it once a week, say on Friday morning, he's a good person to be targeting. Another guy that is a little bit under the wire right now, but I think is going to get some substantial playing time before the end of the season is rookie Bernard Pierce in Baltimore. Obviously, um, Ray Rice is the man there and looks great, but I think the fact that they finally have somebody that could potentially be a viable backup to him, I think they may try to conserve him a little bit as the season goes along and give Pierce 5, 10, 12 carries a game and and see how um, he does. But those are a couple guys that caught my eye. Uh, Daryl Richardson in St. Louis, Kendall Hunter in, in San Francisco. And if somebody got dumb and dropped D'Angelo Williams you know, based on his performance or lack thereof on Sunday. He's somebody else that uh, you may want to consider picking up. How about any any names to add to that or any thoughts on those, Jenna? You pretty much touched on everybody on my list. Kendall Hunter and Daryl Richardson were definitely on it. And, and there are actually leagues out there where C.J. Spiller has been dropped or isn't owned yet. So if you're in one of those, go pick oh, him up. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I was just assuming that he was owned. But you're right. Yeah, if he's out there, definitely go get him. I, I've uh, heard from a couple of fantasy football owners who dropped C.J. Spiller before week one and picked up somebody else like Rashad Jennings and now are in a, a deep depression about it. <laughs> well, they could still try to get him back this week unless they're in a league where they, you know, go to the back of the lane line waiver wire priority wise, in which case, you know, they're they're not getting spiller back then, but uh we'll see what happens there. So let's let's take a look at a few wide receivers that are probably available on the waiver wire. Some names that Caught my eye this week, Kevin Ogletree, obviously, in Dallas, 
Rod Streeter in Oakland, Dexter McCluster in Kansas City, who is eligible at running back in some leagues too, which is a nice you know, dual mm-hmm. eligibility thing that you don't see too often in fantasy football. But Donnie Avery in Indianapolis, Alshon Jeffrey in Chicago, Brandon LaFell in Carolina I thought was quite impressive. Donald Jones in Buffalo, should you know, his role should be cemented now that um, – that uh, his, my, his my boy that David needed help is out. for his knee up. Right, Terrible. because yeah, I guess he'll have a lot more time to spend with his Dallas Cowboy cheerleader girlfriend now. But uh, I guess that's not Steven, such a bad downside. No, I guess not. <laughs> and then Stephen, although he probably has to be with the team rehabbing it most of the season, I would think, and they certainly mm-hmm. don't play Buffalo this year. But uh, anyway, and then. Um, Donald Jones, like we said, and then Stephen Hill with the Jets. Those were the wide receivers that are probably widely available that caught my eye. And then Jason Avant, too, if Jeremy Macklin really does you know, have problems with his Jeremy hip, Macklin is a delicate flower. He still yeah, wasn't practicing today. So Jason Avant's yeah. a good pickup, especially if you're in a deep league. He's going to get a couple of passes every game no matter what. Just yeah. how many depends on how healthy Macklin and Jackson are. Yeah. So how about um, – Tight ends, there were a bunch of people there, too. Owen Daniels is amazingly available in a lot of leagues. I know he was ill towards the end of last week, and so some people probably just dropped him thinking, oh, I want to make sure I have a healthy body in there. But, you know, Owen Daniels, and then going a little bit uh, deeper, Zach Miller in Seattle, Kyle Rudolph in Minnesota, Mercedes Lewis in in, uh, Jacksonville, and Martellus Bennett with the Giants were all guys that – are still widely available on the waiver wire. It amazes me that guys like Mercedes Lewis and Martellus Bennett are still available. Not that, not that Martellus Bennett has ever really lit the world on fire, but in in offenses that don't that that are they're not the Bears. They look to tight ends. I mean, Eli Manning's always been a guy who threw to his tight end, and Martellus Bennett's the healthy guy there. And and in Jacksonville, they they're terrible. Of course, the tight ends can get some looks. Like what? Blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although Gabbert was better last week, but we'll see if that was just a function of their playing Minnesota or whether they've really improved. I, I think they'll get a good test against Houston's defense this week. But so why don't we jump into the as far as defenses? I'll just rattle off a few that um, have impressed me or that I think you know, Denver has impressed me. Their defense, Cincinnati, they looked awful the other night, but I think they do have a good defense by and large. And then um, New Orleans, I think, is a good play this week against Carolina's offense, if you could call it that. You know, obviously, New Orleans looked terrible last week, and you could say, well, they're going against last year's Robert Griffin and Cam Newton this week. But I, I really think New Orleans is going to have a good defensive week. And then also teams that are in the AFC East and NFC West. We talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago in our preview show, but those two teams or those two conferences by and large have the weakest offenses collectively, so you get to play each of them two times, and they also get to play each other this season, the AFC East and the NFC West. So there's a whole lot of weak offenses in those two um, conferences. New England is by far the best, but that's about Mm -hmm. it. And you could maybe make an argument that San Francisco is not so bad, but other than that, not a lot of impressive offenses there. And the only defense that I would really avoid, like the plague in those two conferences, is Buffalo's. But um, any others that strike you? 
I mean, I'm not ready to say no on Buffalo yet, but I guess I have a bit of soft spot for the Bills and didn't realize it until we started doing this show. Um, I I love Cincinnati this week. I love their matchup against the Browns, who are just not good, not going to be good, and um, they're available in a lot of leagues for sure. So that that would be my pick out of the bunch. All right. So why don't we hop right into the games then. This week, the early game, the Thursday night game, and remember there are Thursday night games every week of the season starting this Yay. year. So, yeah, the, it makes it a little bit more hectic for um, those of us that try to get uh, um, yeah, analysis done because you don't know in some cases who's playing and who isn't by uh, Wednesday already or Thursday. But uh, let's jump right into it. Thursday night game is Chicago at Green Bay. Um, how do you see this one, Jana? I think Green Bay's bouncing back. Um, it was, they didn't fare quite as well as they would like to week one, but they did get a tough, tough matchup. Um, these two teams always beat each other up. I don't think it's going to be a, a super high-scoring affair, even though I don't I, – I mean, I don't see either of these defenses totally overpowering the offense, but I don't think this is going to be like a 42-38 game. I think Green Bay edges out Chicago – um, I just Chicago's good. I like what they're doing. I think they're going to have a good year, but I think that Green Bay is, is going to learn from last week, and they're going to come out a little bit more prepared this week. What do you think? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I, I actually think it will be not that high scoring. I don't think it'll be 42-38, but I like Green Bay to win the game something on the order of 34-27. to 27. Uh, Green Bay's Defense hasn't shown me yet that they're any better than they were last season. And last season they had one of the worst pass defenses in the league. And Chicago's pass offense is obviously better this year than it was last year. And while Matt Forte is still healthy, I think they have a pretty um, well-rounded offense there. But So who who do you like among Chicago's players this week? I'm going to start Jay Cutler. And I like both running backs, Matt Forte and Michael Bush. I like the role Michael Bush is playing this year being more of the third down back and, and hopefully more of a red zone threat. Um, and I think that their run game is going to fare better than their pass game this week. Although I'm still, I'm still going to start Brandon Marshall, Earl Bennett, now Sean Jeffries. I'm I'm going to say maybe on, it's really going to depend on what other receivers you have matchup wise and tight end Kellen Davis, Matt Spieth, Kyle Adams, that whole bunch. I'm going to just say no to this week. Not really sure what to make of the tight end situation there yet. They're in a better, they have a better offensive coordinator. It's a little more tight end friendly, but I don't think they're used to having a tight end to utilize yet. <laughs> so I think they're better. used to having any time to throw yet, but uh, hopefully they I, he did. It did look a little shocking to him. So I'm going to say let's just pass in Chicago tight ends this week. We'll we'll reevaluate them next week and see where we stand. Okay. Um, defense, I'm saying no to, and kicker, I'm saying no to as well. All right for Green Bay. Start quarterback Aaron Rodgers, wide receiver Jordy Nelson, tight end Michael Finley, and kicker Mason Crosby. On the fence about uh, running back Cedric Benson, uh, wide receivers James Jones, Donald Driver, and Randall Cobb, and the defense. Hopefully you have better options. Running back James Starks is doubtful with his turf toe still Stay away from him, and also uh, I would avoid uh, Greg Jennings this week. Right now he's listed as doubtful with a groin injury. Even if he does play, he doesn't seem like a good bet for me this week, so I'm going to take a pass on him. All 
right. So, Fair enough. All right. Let's move along. Um, I predicted last week that Kansas City would would open their season at home by handing Atlanta its second consecutive season so starting well. loss, and that did not happen. So I guess my no. chief homerism is still a little bit in evidence. But I'm going to pick them again <laughs> this week, and hopefully it doesn't come across as a homer pick. I just think Buffalo's defense is that bad. I think Kansas City has enough on offense that they should win this game, and I'll take them over Buffalo 28-24 to in the Bills' home opener. I am taking the Bills. I am reversing your pick, 28-24, only Buffalo on top. I really, truly believe that Buffalo can be functional, and one of these days they will prove me right, and I will stop looking like an idiot for continuing to pick them. Maybe today will be that day. (laughs) No, you just look like an eternal optimist. I guess so, which is weird being that I'm a Cowboys fan. It doesn't seem to go together, but, you know. Well, Cowboys like Buffaloes. Yeah, I, I, guess, I can't think of well, any other Cowboy possible connection other like than Buffalo it's a hard choice, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not that. No, no. I, okay. One day we'll figure out what where my Buffalo favoritism comes from, but I, it's yeah. a mystery to me. All right, so um, while we're, we're grazing through the Martians some... of this game, who do you like on Kansas City this week? Um, I Kansas City is a team that really just confounds me. There are things I like, and then I look at them sometimes, and I just they feel like a mess. Um, Matt Castle is much more of a second quarterback for me. Um, running back-wise, you've got the, the ever-present Peyton Hillis, and you've got Jamal Charles. I like Charles better. I think everybody does as well, but honestly, I, I really want to believe Buffalo's defense can come to play. I just I'm not sure if they can – do a complete 180 before this week. So, stardom, I, I don't think it's a terrible play. Wide receivers, Steve Breston, John Baldwin, uh, Dexter McCluster we talk, talked about at the top, definitely, and Dwayne Bowe. Kind of a pick-your-own-adventure out there. Right now, McCluster looks like the hot hand. I like him a lot. Tight end Kevin Boss is not one of my favorites. Uh, Tony Moyaki. It just I think there are better tight end matchups out there. And for this week, I'm going to say maybe to the Kansas City defense, no to the kicker. And I see you're also not buying the, into the whole show on drone thing where he got all those uh, you know, garbage time yards last week. I just I don't think that the game's going to get to a point where that can happen this week. I think it's going to be a much closer game, which okay. I guess should be better for Kansas City, but... <laughs> All right. For Buffalo, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to get it turned around this week. Kansas City has a pretty good defense, although Atlanta picked them apart. But uh, Buffalo's offense, especially without Fred Jackson, is nowhere near Atlanta's offense. Start quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, running back C.J. Spiller, wide receiver Steve Johnson, and Donald Jones. Maybe to tight end Scott Chandler, kicker Ryan Lindell on the defense. Um, Fred Jackson is out for at least three to four weeks with a knee injury, and wide receiver uh, David Nelson is on IR for the season. So obviously if either of those guys are in your lineup this week, you're you're probably not winning. Yeah, probably not. But, you know, I guess guess stranger things have happened. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's true. So... 
How about the next game up on the slate, which is Oakland at Miami? I'll take Oakland to win that by 10 points. I think Miami has a good defense. Offense, they they have nothing, at least as far as I can see. They struggle. I'll, I'll take Oakland 24-14 in this game. Uh, who do you take and who do you like on Oakland this week, Jenna? I can't really disagree with your pick too much. I do think Oakland wins. Miami just they have a long way to go on offense. Their defense is really not that bad though. No, um, they're quite good. Yeah, I this week I think you can start Carson Palmer, uh Darren McFadden at running back is fine. Tight end another gray area for me if you will. I think there are better options out there. Wide receiver is kind of a crapshoot most weeks for Oakland because they never can stay healthy. Jacoby Ford is done indefinitely. He's having another foot surgery, so we won't be talking about him for a little while. Denarius Moore is a safe bet. Darius Hayward Bay is kind of on the bubble for me. I really like Derek Hagan, who they got from Miami, um, but he hasn't been there very long, so it's hard to say what kind of rapport he's going to have with Carson Palmer. I am starting the Oakland defense and kicker Sebastian Janikowski this week, though. Um what did you think of tight end Brandon Myers? Is he somebody we should be paying attention to yet? And how about uh, wide receiver Rod Streeter? Both of them, for me, are more guys I'm putting on a watch list right now. I want to okay. see what what they're going to do consistently. Give them another week. All right. Fantasy football, for me at least, I'm, I guess I'm much more of a shoot now, ask questions later, because it just seems that, you know, unless you're in an auction thing where you can always outbid somebody, you know, if you're waiver wire priority, then chances are, you know. This uh, is something we were talking about before we went on the air, is Scott is much more active on the waiver wire earlier in the year. I like to see where my team takes me the first two or three weeks before I start changing things. I like to kind of hang back and see what kind of flow I got going. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And in the meantime, you're preserving either your your free agent budget or your um, or your waiver wire priority, so that if someone does mm-hmm. go down or you know somebody has a big game in week three or four, that you can snag them then. But um, I guess when I have somebody like Montario Hardesty taking up space on my bench and Alfred Morris is available, I'm I'm not going to think twice about making that change, even if it's week one. But um, anyway, that's that's just a, yeah. an example among many of ways that we play differently, which makes the the show more interesting, I think. So, so for Miami, getting back to the game, I like running back Reggie Bush. He's the only Dolphin I would start this week. Wide receivers: Devon Best, Brian Hartline. Maybe flex plays: tight end Anthony Pisano. Maybe for me, the defense is a maybe, and I'd stay away from quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Um, Daniel Thomas is questionable with a concussion. Lamar Miller, stay away. Wide receivers, whether they on A and Anthony Armstrong, stay away, and stay away from kicker Dan Carpenter as well. A lot of staying so, away from. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lots to stay away from. And here's the game. Next game up, Baltimore at Philadelphia. I'm sure a lot of Eagle fans are not looking forward to this game. They saw how they eked out that victory against Cleveland and how Baltimore destroyed Cincinnati and all the Philly papers on Monday were saying, well, look, at if, if they play this way or even, you know, you know, if they don't play twice as well against the Ravens' defense, they have no chance. 
Well, for the Eagles, even beating the Cleveland the way they did wasn't really a win. It was still pretty good. No, a win is a win. At the end of the season, (laughs) nobody cares if you beat Cleveland by one point in your opening game. I I still think I'm not going to retract my Super Bowl pick at Philadelphia at this point. So we'll see. Michael Vick certainly didn't look like a Super Bowl quarterback there, but I still think they're going to rebound this week in their home opener, and I'm going to pick them to pull the quote-unquote upset over Baltimore 24-21. Yeah, I'm picking Baltimore to win this. Obviously, this is one of my Super Bowl picks. Um, I just, I think this is, it's not a fair fight right now, the way the Phillies offense looks. Um, I I think the defense will step up a little bit and keep this lower scoring than maybe it would have been last year, but I still think Baltimore wins this game. I'll I'll say by a touchdown. Get crazy. All right, and who do you like on the Baltimore, on the Ravens offense? I am starting Joe Flacco. I'm starting Ray Rice. Tight end-wise, I like Dennis Pitta. 75 yards last week, not too shabby. Um, Wide receivers, obviously, Anquan Bolden, Torrey Smith are, are safe picks. Jacoby Jones was a little bit of a surprise to me last week. He fit in a little quicker than I expected him to, so he's not a terrible deeper league pick or maybe a flex player. And I'm starting their defense um, on the fence about the kicker, but I'm definitely going with the defense this week. So I have a little bit higher opinion of Philadelphia's offense, apparently, than you do, and it pains me to say this as a Giants fan, but I would start Michael Vick Mm -hmm. this week. I would start LaShawn McCoy and wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, start tight end Brent Selleck in the defense. Wide receivers uh, Jeremy Macklin, who's questionable with a hip injury, and Jason Avant are maybes for me this week, as is kicker Alex Henry. And I'm saying no to running backs Deion Lewis, who's questionable with a hamstring injury, and Bryce Brown, as well as tight end Clay Harbor, who had the game-winning catch and six targets and three catches last week. But I, I still think Selleck is, is obviously the guy there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So... All right, let's move right along here. Next game up this week is Tampa Bay at the Giants. The Giants, the schedule makers, are giving them a couple early season games in the warm weather at home. So I think they're going to take advantage this week. Tampa looked okay last week, but I I still think the Giants are a better team at this point. I think they'll actually show it this week. I'll take them to win this game by a touchdown, 28-21. Um, I could I could go with that. I think that I agree with you. Tampa Bay is coming on a little stronger than last year, um, but I think the Giants they were in that game. I, I as much as I hate to admit it, two drop passes and maybe a fumble difference is what led the Cowboys to victory. But uh, I'll work with it. So I'll pick the Giants to win, even though later I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win. So I feel better about things. There are definitely some people I want to start on Tampa Bay this week. I'm still going to start quarterback Josh Freeman, although points-wise he may be better as a second quarterback this week. He is going against a tougher defense. Wide receivers Vincent Jackson, uh, Mike Williams, and Preston Parker. I like all of Parker's a little bit more of a deeper play, but definitely somebody I like, and if he's available in your league, go pick him up. Um, Tight end-wise, I just... Dallas Clark had a whole one reception, but it was a nice little 33-yarder. So I'm going to go with him, but I think there are some safer tight end plays this week. 
I'm going to say no to the Tampa Bay defense and no to the kicker. I don't think this is going to be a huge week for them, but they're not terrible for down the road either. For the Giants, I'm going to oh. start quarter. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I totally, I totally skipped over Doug Martin at running back. I would like to start him as well. Just throwing okay. it out there. <laughs> so noted. Yeah. The, the... All right. Okay. So I, I still can't get him. I, I'm still confusing David Wilson and Doug Martin. Don't ask me why. I mean, they were picked one pick apart in the draft, but I still not burned into my head the way it should be, yet, even as a Giants Eventually, fan, maybe in a couple of years you'll get it. Well, <laughs> give me a little more credit than that, but we'll see. Maybe by middle of the next season. But So for the maybe. Giants, I'm going to start quarterback Eli Manning, running back Hotmot Bradshaw, wide receiver Victor Cruz, tight end Martellus Bennett, and the defense. On the fence about kicker Lawrence Tynes, and also wide receiver Hakeem Nix. Normally you start him without thinking twice about it, but since he's questionable with a foot injury this week, you may mm-hmm. want to think twice and even three times about it. Running back David Wilson is a no for me just because, you know, I, I don't understand why they only gave him a couple carries last week. Even after the fumble, you can't just, you know, shove the guy to the end of the bench like they did. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to help anything long-term. Wide receivers, Dominic Hickson and Ruben Randall also would uh, – be on my bench this week, even though Hickson did um, show some signs of life this past week. So, moving right along then, we've got Arizona at New England, another early game. I think, like last week, I think New England's not going to be really challenged in this. I'll take them to win this 34-21, to and I don't think it really matters too much whether it's Skelton or or, or um, Cobb playing quarterback this week for for Arizona. I think New England wins this handily either way. I I agree with you, and we may not know if it's going to be Skelton or Cobb right up until just about game time. Um, Regardless of who's playing, it really should only be a second quarterback for you. I'm going Um, with the Skelton just because that's a better nickname. (laughs) I'd rather go with one of the Arizona quarterbacks than, say, Blaine Gabbert or... Brandon Whedon, just yeah. for what it's worth, even or against Ryan the New England Tannehill. defense. Or Ryan Tannehill. Um, but I do still want to start Larry Fitzgerald. Um, the other wide receivers, I just, I'm not sure. A lot of that's going to depend on who's quarterbacking. Tight end Todd Heap, I think I'd go with over Jeff King. He got a little bit more action last week, but neither neither tight end saw a ton of time. I do want to start Beanie Wells, but I'm going to leave Ryan Williams and LaRod Stevens howling on the bench. And don't don't start the defense. Don't don't do anything crazy here. Don't start the yeah. kicker. They're playing Tom Brady, who even with his broken nose, his supermodel life still thinks he's good looking, and it's just it's just not fair to the other teams. So, and I'm sure she knows some good surgeons that could take care of that for him if need be. So. <laughs> Not that I'm passing judgment on anyone, but yes. So for New England, you see all sorts of cultural stuff goes on on this show. So for New England, that's right. New England, I would start quarterback Tom Brady this week, even with and start his nose too. Uh, Running back Stephen Ridley had a nice game last week. Keep starting him. Wide receivers Brandon Lloyd and Wes Walker. Again, Wes Walker. Didn't do much last week, but they still won, and I'm not buying any of this horse crap about uh, how they're going to no. 
phase people 10 are talking about trading him already. Bit, like, or how, let's, how let's gonna, calm down. Or yeah, they're not going <laughs> to phase him out so that they can pay him less next year or any nonsense like that. If, mm-hmm. if he's open, Tom Brady's going to throw to him. Tight ends Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski start both those guys. Kicker Sebastian, I mean, not Sebastian, no, Steven Goskowski <laughs> start him and start the defense. Uh, stay away from from running back Shane Vereen, who's questionable with his foot injury, and Danny Woodhead, who you know, I just Steven don't think Ridley. is... Pardon? I said go Stephen Ridley. Yeah, I don't think either of those. I don't think either Vereen or Woodhead are going to have much, many crumbs to pick up this year. And then wide receiver mm-hmm. uh, Julian Edelman is also a, a no for me this week, and pretty much any other week as well. All right, uh, let's so, keep rolling. We are behind schedule. Right. Yep. <laughs> so Houston at Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. It's two pretty good defenses and one pretty good offense. So, And I'll take Houston to win this 24-17. And, yes, I do think Jacksonville will find a way to score 17 points. I, I don't think Jacksonville's defense is quite as good as you think it is. But uh, I think Houston wins this by, by 10 points, maybe two touchdowns. I think they're a little better of a team. I'm starting Matt Schaub. I'm starting Andre Johnson. I'm starting tight end Owen Daniels and wide receiver Kevin Walter. And I'm starting running back Arian Foster. I'm going to start their defense and their kicker. I, I don't know if Jacksonville can score 17 points. If they can, good for them. I just I don't know. So for Jacksonville, I would start running back Maurice Jones-Drew. He Looks like there's no rust whatsoever there, unlike Chris Johnson last year and this year. Wide receiver Laurent Robinson, I'm starting, and tight end Mercedes Lewis is also a start for me this week. Richard, Rashad, excuse me, I keep calling him Richard, but I'm obviously not from Boston, but Rashad Lewis would uh, be a maybe for me this week. Wide receiver Cecil Shorts and and uh, Justin Blackman are maybes for me this week. Uh, kicker. Um, Josh Scobie and the defense are maybe, and for me, I'm still staying away from Blaine Gabbard. Impressive game last week against a not-so-impressive defense, but I'm staying away. And did I say Rashad Lewis before I met Rashad Jennings? Uh, Rashad Jennings, obviously, he's questionable with a knee injury, but I'm, I'm still not starting him. Interesting. Maurice Jones Drew said he could have carried the ball 80 times last week. That was his big. No, he couldn't have because they didn't even have 80 plays and they would have run the clock out before they got to 80 plays. So that's just a ridiculous statement in far more ways than one. Yeah. yeah. Not that we're above <laughs> making ridiculous statements ourselves once in a while. We, but, we've uh, made we've made a whole show out of it. <laughs> that's right. So speaking of ridiculous statements, I I suggested last week that New Orleans would have no ill effects from Bounty Gate or anything and that they were gonna beat um that they were gonna beat Washington pretty handily. I think I picked a score of something like forty one twenty four. Nobody nobody could have predicted that Washington was gonna put up forty points. There's just no well, someone could have, but nobody that but I'm aware did. of did. Nobody did. If you did, but, please step forward and provide some right, documentation. <laughs> right, exactly. The documentation is the key. But anyway, I think New Orleans is going to get back to their winning ways this week, and I think Carolina is going to continue in their losing ways. 
New Orleans, I think, will double up on Carolina this week. I'll go with a final score of 34-17, and that even might be conservative for that New is, Orleans. That's that's something I can agree with. I think that this is – New Orleans is one of those teams where you they they get embarrassed and they come back twice as strong, and I just think Carolina is in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I think that Cam Newton's sophomore slump is going to continue a little bit here against the Saints. I'm starting Drew Brees. I'm starting Pierre Thomas and Mark Ingram. I'm starting Marquise Colston and Lance Moore. Jeffrey Henderson's more of a maybe for me. Um, and tight end Jimmy Graham, of course. I'm also starting the defense and the kicker. Sorry, Carolina fans. It's going to be a tough week. I actually think there's a little bit of value on Carolina, but it all boils down to three players for me. Quarterback Cam Newton, wide receiver Brandon LaFell, and tight end Greg Olson are the only guys that I want to start on Carolina. Running back D'Angelo Williams is maybe in a deeper league for me. Wide receiver Steve Smith, normally start him without thinking about it. As of tonight, Wednesday, he's questionable with a knee injury. So I would say hopefully you have better options and Lewis Murphy showed some ability last week. He always seemed to get waylaid by injuries in Oakland, hoping he can stay healthy in Carolina, but I'm not ready to trust him yet. Running back Jonathan Stewart, he's been plagued by ankle injuries since he was about four years old, I think, and Mm -hmm. he's a no for me this week as our kicker Justin Medlock in the defense. He was always questionable at flag football, always. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and in recess. He was even questionable for recess in, in Those preschool. Games are they are. <laughs> so now moving right along, Cleveland at Cincinnati, the battle of Ohio. Oh, and hi. yeah, neither one. Cleveland actually came a lot closer to winning last week than Cincinnati did, but doesn't matter here. I think Cincinnati is going to roll, and I'll pick them to win this by two touchdowns, 31-17. It, it might be even more than that if Andy Dalton can stop getting hit by his own players. That would be nice. Um, yeah. There's just not a lot to get excited about on Cleveland right now. Don't start Brandon Whedon. Don't kid yourself. Like, no, There's no glory to be had here, not this week. Um, Trent Richardson, I did like the look of. Wide receiver Greg Little. Tight end Ben Watson's a maybe. That's pretty much the end of the line. Just find another team to pick players from. This week it should not be Cleveland. <laughs> the defense is actually half decent, but again, I don't know if they're going to be on not the field so the much this offense. year. That, it's yeah, true. It's hard to, to get defensive points on the sideline. It is tough. Yeah. Well, I mean, just they're on the field a lot, but mm-hmm. you know, the, the Cleveland defense is. But um, I think it's probably going to be on the field too much. And ideally you want your defense playing from ahead so that the other team has to throw a lot of balls and you increase the likelihood of the set, you know, sacks and interceptions and pick sixes. But, yeah, I don't see that being the case either. Cincinnati, they I'm have starting... some really good cornerbacks. I'll give them that. Yeah, yeah, they do. Although one of them is suspended, or at least one of them yeah, is not going to be around for a few weeks. But, uh and that's uh, Hayden I'm talking about, of course. Um, Cincinnati quarterback Andy Dalton is the start for me this week, running back Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, start him, and wide receivers A.J. Green and Andrew Hawkins looked good last week, so give him some free reign and start him as well. Tight end Jermaine Gresham, start kicker Shane Graham, I mean, excuse me, Mike Nugent, start Shane Graham, I don't know why I thought he was still in Cincinnati. 
Mike Nugent start him and the defense start them. Uh, wide receiver, Amon Benz is a maybe for me. Running back, Bernard Scott, questionable with a hand injury. Stay away. And wide receiver, Jerome Simpson is, is out for two more games with his suspension. So, again, if you put him in your starting lineup this week, you're going to get what you deserve. Yeah. that. I mean, if you're playing me this week, feel free to. Feel free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, let's see here. Minnesota and Indianapolis, two young quarterbacks and two teams that are probably both going to be picking in the top ten, if not the top five next year. I think this is actually going to be a pretty high-scoring game because I'm not impressed by either defense. But I'll go with Minnesota to win the shootout 34-30. to 30. How do you see it, and who do you like on the Vikings this week? I think Minnesota wins by a touchdown, but I don't know if I if I think the Indy offense is scoring 30 points on them. But um, I do – I'm excited that the few people I told to start Adrian Peterson last week did, and that paid off because, I mean – who knew that would happen? <laughs> I wouldn't have started him. I didn't have him on any of my teams, but that was a pretty – I did. I did start him. It was nice, which sort of made up Toby for Gerhard how bad Chris Johnson was. Yeah, yeah. I'm not bitter I started Toby Gerhardt in a couple of uh, <laughs> weeks and, and wasn't too happy. But so, so I think uh, it's safe to say Peterson is back. We're going to start him. Christian Ponder is more of a second quarterback. Um, hopefully you have some better options if you're in a one-quarterback league. Although, against the Indy defense, it's not terrible. Take a flyer on them this week if you need to. Um, like I'm going to start... That defense. Yeah, so I'm going to start Percy Harvin, tight end Kyle Rudolph. I am starting their defense. I'm starting the kicker. I just I don't think it's going to be quite as high-scoring as you do. Do you think, would you consider Toby Gerhardt as a flex or not? Um, I don't think so. I think this is Adrian Peterson's show at this point. But, you know, if you're going to use him as a flex, this is probably the the week to do it. All right. For Indy, I'm going to stay on the Andrew Luck, the Andy Luck, um, Andrew Luck bandwagon and start him this week. Running back, Donald Brown, wide receiver Reggie Wayne, tight end Kobe Fleener had a nice, uh, debut last week uh, with his college quarterback and kicker Adam Vinatieri. Those are all starts for me this week. Wide receiver Donnie Avery and Austin Colley, who's probable with a concussion, are maybes for me as is the other rookie tight end, Dwayne Allen. And I'm staying away from running back Nick Ballard, who I liked a lot before the season, not so much so far. And uh, DeJuan Carter, also a, a no for me this week. And wide receivers, uh, Chris Adams and T.J. Hilton, who's probable with a shoulder injury or both notes for me this weekend. Um, if, unless I have to say it, which I, I don't think I do, but um, just state the obvious, stay away from the Indy defense as well. Yeah, I think I think that's probably good advice. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if I would call it good or obvious, but uh, either way, stay away. So now next game up, now we start into the late games. Scott Washington at St. Louis is the first Sunday late game. And mm-hmm. I think the RG3 show will continue here. And I think Sam Bradford is, is going to have a decent game. But I think Washington will win this by 10 points, 34-24. I, I guess I can agree with that. I just I don't necessarily know if I think that the – the Washington offense and RG3 are are 
quite what they were last week. I don't think this is a 40-point offense, but St. Louis's defense isn't going to do a whole lot to curtail them. So I, I, there are definitely a lot of people that are going to be going big on Redskins this week, and hopefully if you're playing them, the Redskins don't produce quite as much. But um, I think Robert Griffin III probably needs to be started this week, especially against that St. Louis defense. Um, wide receiver Pierre Garçon, you absolutely have to start. It is he seems like he's going to be fine. He missed the end of the game and still was like the leading receiver and in the top ten for the week. Um, yeah, Josh Morgan, yard, uh, pass reception for touchdown will do that. Yeah, definitely helps. Josh Morgan, Santana Moss, I'm okay with tight end Fred Davis. I like. Um, I hate playing Shanahan again. I hate dealing with these running backs, so I personally stay far, far away from them. But if you're going to go with one, go with Alfred Morris. Although the way that Mike Shanahan plays us fantasy football-wise, it'll probably be anybody but Alfred Morris that gets the ball this week. Probably so be Tim Hightower, and he's not even on the team <laughs> anymore. Exactly. He's probably going to sign somebody tomorrow to play For running back. Yeah. So start, start Morris at your own peril. And I would say yes to the defense and yes to the kicker. He seems to be getting a lot of work lately. St. Louis, I'm going to start quarterback Sam Bradford, running back um, Stephen Jackson, wide receivers Danny Amendola and Brandon Gibson, and tight end Lance Kendrick. I'm on the fence about kicker Greg Sorline, and I'm saying no to running backs Isaiah Pede and Daryl Richardson, wide receiver Steve Smith, and the Rams defense. All right. All right, moving right along here, we've got your Cowboys are playing their second game in a row on the road to start the season, and they're playing at Seattle. And I think they're going to... Not a place where nightmares are made for Cowboys fans, not at all. No, but I, I think they oh. win this game pretty easily. I, I think yeah, Tony Romo is not going to have to hold on any extra points that are going to make a difference at all or anything like that. Or so, But anyway, I think we Dallas can, will we can only win hope. this game. We can only hope, I guess, if you're a Cowboys fan. But I'll, I'll pick Dallas to win this by almost two touchdowns. I'll go 30-17 Dallas. I, I'm going to say they win by two touchdowns. Seattle is not, not a slouch, but the way Dallas is playing right now is a little superior to Seattle, although I do still have nightmares about that that playoff game, so I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. And I'm starting Tony Romo. I'm starting Miles Austin and Des Bryant. Kevin Ogletree, I think you can start as well. I don't think he's going to have eight receptions and score multiple touchdowns this week. I think it's going to be more Austin and Bryant, but not a bad option. Tight end Jason Witten I'm starting. DeMarco Murray at running back, absolutely. I'm starting the defense, and I'm starting the kicker, and I'm hoping that there are no no fumbled snaps and, and things go a little better for us this time around. Uh, they'll be fine. For Seattle, <laughs> I like running back Marshawn Lynch this week, wide receivers Sidney Rice and Waylon Edwards and tight end Zach Miller. Quarterback Russell Wilson is a maybe for me. I don't think he's going to be as bad as he was last week, but you know, anybody that thought he was going to be mini you know, Cam Newton or or so is sorely disappointed. And also he can on start the bench, doing that next week. Next week. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'd prefer to see him start that this week, but uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver Doug Baldwin is probably is is probable with, with some kind of a mouth or a tooth injury. 
uh, running backs, Robert Turbin and uh, Leon Washington. I'm staying away from them. Wide receivers, Ben Ogamanu and Golden Page, who's questionable with a knee injury, stay away. Kicker, Stephen Hauschka in the defense, stay away from them as well. It's, it's going to be a rout, and the only way you'll enjoy this game is if you're a Cowboy fan. I'll be enjoying it. I'm sure you will. So ne- <laughs> Let's next move up, on. Next up is a game between two intriguing defenses. The Jets' defense didn't exactly show much last week, but I still think that they're going to be one of the better defensive units by the end of the season. Jets looked really impressive on offense last week, but again, it was against the Bills, and I don't... That's not happening again. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to pick Pittsburgh to bounce back from their loss in Denver. I think they win their home opener over the Jets by 10 points. I'll say Pittsburgh 27, Jets 17. I I think the Jets may may break 21 points, but I think Pittsburgh probably scores 30. So they win by a little more than a touchdown. Um, I'm going to say Mark Sanchez really is only a second quarterback option. Uh, I think that's probably safe to say for pretty much any week. Santonio Holmes and Stephen Hill are really the only receivers I'm interested in. Tight end Dustin Keller I like. Um, And running back Sean Green. Again, this is a Pittsburgh defense, which... You know, it may have lost a step or two. They may be recovering from injuries or getting James Harrison back. It's, I think this is going to be a lot different of a week for the Jets than last week was. So plan accordingly. All right. Um, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is a definite start for me for Pittsburgh wide receivers. Antonio Brown and Mike Wallace, definite start. Start the defense. Running backs, I'm going to avoid that situation. Jonathan Dwyer is questionable with a foot injury. Isaac Redman is healthy but ineffective. And Richard Mendenhall is probable with a knee injury. I, those guys are all maybes for me at best. Those flex plays hopefully have better options, or at least options whose roles are, are clearer on their respective teams. And then Heath Miller looked good last week. He's a maybe for me this week. Kicker Sean Sweetson is a maybe and I'm staying away from wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. Somebody on Twitter likened Heath Miller to Haley's Comet. He only catches a touchdown once every 85 years, so for what that's worth. <laughs> well, I guess I guess then you'll probably be catching one sometime uh, long after we're dead then. But, uh, probably. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so. All right, next well, up is Tennessee at San Diego, uh, I, Tennessee, uh, Jake Locker does not impress me at all. I'm sorry. I, he might be able to throw the ball from here to the moon, but I, I just, you know, he would, he, he could throw it that far, but he'd be off target, and I'm just not impressed. Chris Johnson, hopefully he'll have a, I, I still think there's some hope for him, although what he did last week certainly wouldn't encourage it, but I think San Diego is going to win this game by a couple touchdowns. I'll say San Diego 31, Tennessee 17. I'm going to get crazy and pick the upset and pick Tennessee to win this game for no other reason than I I have a gut feeling and would like to see that happen. So <laughs> I have a gut um, no feeling. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Between 
the two of us will be okay. We're like a functional right. person. Yeah. Um, Jake Locker, really a second quarterback, not your only quarterback, regardless of whether we're throwing to aliens on the moon or people on a football field. Probably a safe bet to have a, a little cushion of somebody with a little more um, certainty, if you will. Um, I'm still going to start Chris Johnson. Peyton Manning will not rush for more yards than him this week. It just won't happen. Uh, Nate Washington, Kenny Britt, I like both of them. Damian Williams is is much more of a deeper flex option. And I, I love tight end Jared Cook. This is going to happen eventually. He's going to break out this year. I'm not starting their defense. I'm not, I, I could go either way on Rob Baronis. He might be kicking some field goals. So I'll I'll start Rob Baronis. Jared Cook is, is like the, the great pumpkin for me. I, I just I I wouldn't <laughs> hold my breath on that. But. I love Jared Cook. I'm I, this is I want this to happen so bad. <laughs> I I know you do, but I just I don't know the like you in I'm, Kansas I'm little, City. You just can't quit it. Oh, I can quit them. I just I'm not taking yeah, them for sure. the Super Bowl. Any any time you want. <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see. So, um, and Kendall Wright, is he, where is he in your in your list this week? Where would you place him? I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold. And with Kenny Britt back this week, you don't think he's going to play as much at all? No, I think we're going to see a lot more Kenny Britt than we will Kendall Wright. All right. So, for San Diego, I'm starting quarterback Philip Rivers, start wide receivers Malcolm Floyd and Robert Meacham, start kicker Nate Kading, start the defense. On the fence about running back Ryan Matthews, he's apparently still questionable with his his uh, collar, his clavicle, collarbone. I wouldn't. I, hopefully, you don't need to start him. In tight end, Antonio Gates. I don't know what happened to him last week, but uh, I'm, I'm a little. Should put bit a missing concerned. person report out. Yeah, I'm a little concerned there. Maybe I shouldn't be. <laughs> it's just one week, but I, I think I would. Um, put him in the maybe bucket this week. I'm staying away from all their other running backs, you know, Curtis Brinkley, Ronnie Brown, um, you know, Ron McClain, those guys are all notes for me, as is uh, wide receiver Eddie Royal. So that's how I see that game. We've got right. two more games here. We're in the home stretch. Have yes, a good Sunday night game and a good Monday time. night game this week. Uh, we've <laughs> got uh, Detroit at San Francisco Sunday night. And I'm not quite sure what the line on this is, but um, I'm going to take the Lion on this game. Uh, I'll pick them to win by a field goal of 27-24. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to go reverse. I think San Francisco is going to edge them out. But I do think there's a lot of fantasy value to be had on both sides. Um, both defenses are good, but I think these offenses are going to be able to put some points up. Um, I want to start Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's a borderline quarterback one. I'd feel more comfortable as a second quarterback, but that's just me. Calvin Johnson I'm starting. I'm going to say yes to Nate Burleson and Titus Young in a deeper league. I really like this kid. Running back Kevin Smith should not be your number one running back, but he is not an awful option. I think they'll be running a little bit this week. And tight end Brandon Pettigrew I like over Tony Scheffler. I'm going to say... I'm going to say yes to the defense and the kicker. I think this is a lower-scoring game than a lot are going to be this week, so I think it's not a terrible option defensively. For San Francisco, I'm going to start running back Frank Gore, wide receiver Michael Crabtree, and tight end Vernon Davis. I'm I'm still not a big Alex Smith fan. He's a maybe for me, more of the second quarterback type. Wide receiver Randy Moss, 
yeah, nice week last week. Let's see you do it again. I'm not sold. Kicker David Akers, he can hit 63-yard field goals, walk the crossbar all day if he wants to, but I'm still not starting him. Yeah, and uh, he should have had to call that shot, I think. And then uh, his face was just priceless when that happened. <laughs> yeah, and then the the defense is also maybe for me. I'm staying away from the whole slew of um, second string running backs: Kendall Hunter, Brandon Jacobs, Michael James, and no Mario Manningham or Tekian Jr. for me either. Okay, fair enough. So we're down to the last game of the week, which is definitely one of the more intriguing matchups of the week, and that's the Monday night game mm-hmm. with Denver at Atlanta, and this this should be a, a fun game to watch. I, I like Denver's I'm defense excited. more than I like Atlanta's defense. Peyton Manning seems to be totally healthy, and I'm going to pick Denver to win this game by field goal 31-28. I agree with you, except I think it'll be a little higher scoring. Um but I do I'm I'm gonna start Peyton Manning. I'm gonna start Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. Um Brandon Sokley is more of a flex for me. I like tight end Jacob Tammy a lot. Uh running back wise, I like Willis McGahey. No Sean Moreno is is not somebody I'm trying to start this week. And I'm gonna say no to the defense, no to the kicker. I think there are better options for sure out there this week. And whatever happened to Ronnie Hillman last week? I mean, he was he even active? I don't think he was. Or if he I was, don't think he, he was. I don't think I, he did. I, I, think, yeah. I think Lance Ball was their third running back last week. Yeah, I, I mean, they were talking him up, and I guess I bought into some of the hype of you know, him possibly replacing McGahee at some point this season. But, uh, he's well, it's not like McGahee or Moreno can make it through a whole season. I don't think he's going to stay inactive forever. Probably not. And I know our... Our good friend Jim Day, the fantasy Taz, is always talking about rookie running backs and their um, lack of blocking ability, and I don't know how much that weighs into it with Hillman, but uh, still. True, so I, true, true. So for Atlanta, I'm going to start quarterback Matt Ryan, wide receiver Julio Jones and Roddy White, and tight end Tony Gonzalez. Michael Turner's maybe for me this week as a kicker Matt Bryant, I'm staying away from running backs Jackins Rogers and Jason Snowing wide receiver, uh, Harry Douglas, and the defense. So I think we've made it just under the wire. Um, we do have a caller real quick before we get uh, out of here. Sure. Hey, how you Hello. guys doing? Good, how are you? All right. Just calling with a quick uh, couple questions for you. I'm in a 10-team PPR league, and um, I'm thinking about dropping Rashad Jennings and picking up Al Morris. Uh, do you think he's going to maintain as a Redskins back, or I think I should hold off? Scott, what do you think? I, I say yes. I would say go ahead and, and do that. You know, there's there's no guarantee that that Morris is going to be the starter by week five, but I think his chances at this point look a lot better than uh, Jennings. I mean, barring an injury to MJD, I don't see. I, I think this is going to be another lost uh, season for Jennings. How about you, Jenna? What's your take? I agree. I don't normally like to play with with Redskin running backs because it makes me nuts. But right now, Alfred Morris is the hot hand, and Maurice Jones-Drew definitely looks like he hasn't missed a step. So, I think that's probably a good move for you. Okay, and also a uh, ten-team PPR league again. Um, following guys are available: Cobb, Jeffrey, uh, Ogletree, and Stephen Hill. 
Uh, would you jot Kendall Wright to pick up any of those four guys? I would say yes for um, for Randall Cobb. He's, I think, the only one there. I haven't seen enough of Stephen Hill yet, and I don't trust Mark Sanchez, but I would say that I I would rather have Randall Cobb than, uh, than Kendall Wright. Janice? I'd have to agree. I like I like Kevin Ogletree, but I think that, that you saw his peak performance last week. I don't think that's something you're going to see every week, and Randall Cobb's definitely got a better chance of seeing more more opportunities all season long. Okay. So if you could pick one of those moves, Kendall Wright for Cobb or Jennings for Morris, which one would you go with? I would go with um, uh, dropping Jennings and picking up Morris. I think that's the, the yeah, bigger um, improvement there. Okay. Sounds like a winner then. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Let, Let us know, know how, how you it do. Works out. I definitely will. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a great night. You too. And that brings us to the end of our show for the week. If you have questions, find us all week long, all over social media. We are happy to help you with your start and sits. And all Sunday morning, we will be around answering your questions right up until game time. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us at. The 4th and Inches Show on Twitter, that's the number 4, THN Inches Show, the number 4, THN Inches Show. And you can also email us under the same handle, the number 4, TH Inches Show at gmail.com. That's the number 4, TH Inches and Inches Show.com or at gmail.com. And we also have a lot of great stuff at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There's a blog, all kinds of awesome rankings and, and suggestions for your waiver wire. And we're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can find us on our personal Twitter accounts. I'm at JKIM16, and Scott is at Fantasy underscore Sherpa. So thanks for a great show, Janet, and good luck to all your teams this week. And we'll be back here next week to do it again. We'll be back Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. Thanks so much, guys.